2: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. <laughs> as I brutally mismanaged <laughs> <The> that intro part-pass. brought to you by DraftKings yeah. as the Arizona Cardinals continue to be mismanaged, are Ooh. they deliberately taking the final two games of the regular season? Frank Sanders, Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable here on the Cardinals podcast, PHNX. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Listen, we're all having trouble finishing this season, That's whether right. it be me with this intro or, I don't know, Cliff Kingsbury, who's now being forced to start something called David Blah this weekend. <laughs> it's Blau, and Have you had a few too many pops? No, the I've, the had a, I've had half of the four peaks. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly where I want to be on a Friday with my friends talking about this football team that might be staring, Bo Brock, 4-13 Directly in the face. Right. And a, what, six straight
1: loss if they fall to the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. If they lose out, it's seven straight that they've lost in four and 13. Yeah. Frank Sanders played on a lot of tough Cardinals teams and tough in many ways, but also tough as far as not great records. A lot of games under 500. A lot of lost seasons at this point in the season, but... It's, I, I don't know if I've ever seen it like this before. The culture certainly changed in the NFL, mm-hmm. obviously, with with the scouting and being able to recognize who the top prospects really truly are and who can make impacts from the college level to the next level. Tanking is at an all-time high, mm-hmm. and I think the Arizona Cardinals might be the most egregious tankers at this point in the season. I mean, I walked out to the practice field expecting to see two things that I I, I didn't expect to see no Colt McCoy. At all. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury said that he made it through protocol. Colt McCoy talked to us on Wednesday. He seemed excited about being able to kind of lead the charge along with J.J. Watt for the final two games of the season. And he's not out there. According to his head coach, he suffered uh, some concussion symptoms, kind of following up on the concussion he suffered in Denver. And it's not Trace McSorley. That's a part of this conversation. That
2: to me it's is David Blau. Is so crazy because, Frank, yeah. we watched you. Trace McSorley Sunday night. Yeah. Was he great? No. But he had the Cardinals in a position to win that game. I thought he made some pretty good throws in overtime. Mm-hmm. To bypass a guy in Trace McSorley that has been on your team since the beginning of the season, has been ingratiated into Kingsbury's offense, knows the offense, for a guy in David Blau, or however you want to pronounce his last name, it's Blau. That's been on the team for what a hot minute. Grab a ham sandwich here. Doesn't know the offense. Not playing with a full deck. That screams we're trying to lose this game.
0: Look, it's 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 crazy in itself. Uh, I have been on a lot of losing teams, and I told Bo oh, early I have not seen us literally go for my first string quarterback if he was available, or the second string quarterback if he was available to go to. Another guy that we just brought in instantaneously. I've been on four four seasons where I was four and uh, four and twelve. One season when I was three and thirteen, mm-hmm. and it's uh it's definitely disappointing. But I got to point these things out. That's more disappointing.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm disappointed that D now doesn't get another opportunity with Trace McSorley. Mm-hmm. D is at seven hundred about seven hundred and twenty yards. Mm-hmm. That that gives him a chance. He could, in two games he could potentially pull out a thousand yards. A boy a boy um, Hollywood Hollywood's at six hundred, just a little shy of seven hundred yards. These are guys that are really trying to press that thousand yard mark and they have mm. chances, potential chances to reach him. Was Trace amazing, but another week in the system, he might be better. We Maybe. saw what he was able to do just with versus you know I just can't him. I just I can't, just can't imagine how they've we had just this. Get past they, him
2: that way. They've kept him all year. Yeah. Right. Purposely, right. like we've kept him all year. We liked the kid. He was good in the preseason. Everybody was like, shit, should yeah. he back up Kyler Not Murray? Practice squad. This guy Not, was on the active roster. On the active roster. Active yeah. roster. Yeah. And then I I'm looking at Twitter today. Bo, you're at practice. And I'm like, okay, Colt's not playing. We're going to dive into that. Are they tanking because they're going to play Trace again? Mm-hmm. For them to deliberately pass over Trace McSorley for a guy who has no business starting, that, that to me screams Michael Bidwell picked up the bat For phone.
1: evaluation purposes, and that's Cliff's words. To evaluate oh, David God. Blau, a guy who started six games in the league already. Mm-hmm. For Detroit, he
2: went 0-5 for the Lions in 2019. He didn't just go 0-5. Listen to some of these numbers (laughs) on Trace McSorley. He started five games. David Blau, I'm sorry. 0-5, 54% of his completed passes, four picks, four touchdowns, six picks, a passer rating of 64, and a PFF grade, this is from Chuck Harris, 57.2. He has a ton of batted balls at the line of scrimmage. He's not an NFL player. I'm taller than him.
1: I mean, I'm not short. I mean, I'm I'm 6'1". What are you doing? What are you I'm, doing? I'm definitely, I was, I
2: was standing next to him
1: today. I'm I'm taller than him. So uh, as far as Blaug, I mean, it is interesting. Like, you didn't want to see how Trace McSorley can come back off of a loss. His first career start, it was on Christmas night mm-hmm. against uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady. And you had Trace McSorley. You don't want to just see how he responds. If we're in the evaluation stage of this season. We're not. Why do you? Yeah, it's just that's that's how you can poke through the evaluation
2: claim. Like, right. uh, if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, Bo and I had a conversation because Bo came to the studio today, and I'm trying to make sense of this because all year we've been given the same kind of spiel of uh, we're, get, we're doing our best chance to win. That's why younger players haven't been playing. And then they kind of pivoted away from that Sunday night. But, like, Colt literally couldn't play. So then at the beginning of the week, Bo, they were gung-ho about Colt starting this week. Mm -hmm. He's going to play. He's going to start. Whereas the smart move would have been, even if you weren't intending to start Colt, would have been, we're going to see how the week goes. We're going to see how he feels. Concussions are serious. Then you told me a story about Colt McCoy maybe not being 100%, even like kind of meeting with the media a little bit. He seemed kind of out of it. No, I thought that Colt McCoy, I was concerned just kind of watching
1: the way he answered questions. And I'm not not uh, in the medical field. But it was a good point. But I mean, there were some questions that he was asked during the media availability on Wednesday where the answer didn't didn't match up with the question and that doesn't seem uh-huh. normal for Colt McCoy and, and it's it just was curious to me at that stage to rush back a 36 year old guy who'd already taken all the all the knocks that he had taken And a cr- complete credit to Colt McCoy yeah the 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 shit that he's put his body through this entire season to just put him in a position to take advantage of any opportunity he gets to to start in place of Kyler Murray, like you love it, you love th- that he's a gamer, you love that he's the backup quarterback of this team, but it's just like yeah. at what? Why? Why would you do this? Is your, is your two weeks removed from already being eliminated from postseason competition? So, it it uh, it's it's the right move for him not to play, but the fact that it's not Trace, it's it's Blau. That's the most puzzling so, thing to me. So
0: let's let's look at it this way. You're talking about a quarterback who's got his. He's in his fourth season in the in NFL. Yeah, he's been he's been in Detroit for a little bit. So he had a little he had a little coffee time. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, you got to go back and look at what he was able to produce in college. So he had about thirty seven hundred yards passing out of Purdue. Mm-hmm. I mean he his he was about sixty eight percent. It wasn't really bad in that area that he also had a chance to play with that guy, your guy you love more than was anybody else. his last else. productive Rondell season. Rond- season. Rondell Moore. Healthy season. Rondell had thir- <laughs> 1,300 yards with your boy David, B- David Oh, Blythe. I'm excited to watch and Rondell so- play this weekend. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait.
2: <laughs> 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 Goodbye, Rondell.
0: Continue, yeah, right. Frank. But just Who's going to tell it, him? Yeah, look <laughs> at it from that standpoint. I, I think that when you evaluate, you think that you got a quarterback that probably can sling it maybe a little bit better. He might be a better savant in regards to just throwing the ball, uh, but not running and have it, ha- adding some stuff that yeah. Trace brings into the table. The offense is, sim- is simple. Like, we're not going to make it like it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's a very simplistic offense. That's why it seems not to work Well, here's, <laughs> as the season goes on.
2: It's, it's troublesome for a couple different reasons, and I get it. Like, I want a high draft pick. Frank does. Bo does. It's probably for the best interest of the team, especially if it's more enticing for a certain GM head coaching combination to want to come to Arizona. With that being said, the way they got here in starting David Blau, Does not add up. I'm sorry. Like, you can't go and walk in front of J.J. Watt after his retirement announcement and say, we're going to compete. You know, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. And you're not even starting the guy that's been with you all year. Like, had Trace McSorley thrown, like, five picks against Todd Bowles and they've been blown out? That's one thing. Mm -hmm. Just to say, Trace, it's not it. (laughs) Goodbye, Trace, goodbye. But Trace was competitive. Was he good? No, he's a third stringer. But you don't have Colt McCoy... Like you have to play Trace McSorley that I I can't believe unless Trace McSorley did something, which he seems like a good guy. He was at practice, Bo. He's getting some reps. David Blau, that that is a slap in the face to the veterans on this team that are trying to compete toward the end of the year. And that to me, if you're hoping for a complete demolition job of this roster of this franchise signals to where we are going. You cannot allow Cliff Kingsbury to to bench Trace McSorley unless you're convinced that that Cliff Kingsbury is not going to be the head coach of this team next year.
1: I don't know. I mean, it, it was it was it seemed like all throughout this week, this team was going to play to win, right? Mm-hmm. We have JJ Watt announced his retirement right. on social media on Tuesday, Wednesday. We talked to Cliff. We talked to Colt McCoy. We talked to JJ's. We talked to JJ himself. We talked to his teammates in the locker room. And everybody's like, well, we're gonna give our best performances that we can for JJ Watt so he can go out these final two games of his NFL career. (laughs) Colt McCoy's out of protocol. He's starting. And then next thing you know, Friday, Colt McCoy's not here. Trace McSorley's not starting. Was there some assurances like, hey, Cliff, look, you don't have to try to win these games? Don't, don't, no, don't. I, look, why not? That's part of this conversation. Like, why would he, he, wouldn't he be reluctant to do it? Why would he
2: start Blau over McSorley? Because somebody above him's telling him to? I can't imagine with Cliff Kingsbury and his source leaking that information to ESPN, saying, I haven't been given the resources to win, to then turn around and have his ownership say, purposely lose games the end of the season, your job's intact. I think this is a Cliff Kingsbury, you're getting a stiff arm. I don't care about wins. At the end of the season, I'm speaking from Michael Bidwell's perspective. We saw that article. It's a disaster anyway. We want a top four pick. At worst, don't fuck around and screw this up for us where we go from three or four to seven, eight, nine, ten. I I, I can't imagine Michael Bidwell, and you know he did, would read that article from our buddy Josh Weinfuss and Jeremy Fowler where it basically stated in not so many words, that Cliff feels like he's been set up for failure. Michael Bidwell's like, "Hey, Cliff, all right, watch this. I'm going to make you start a four stringer because it's over." No, I don't. I don't see that happening
0: either. That would be, it would be crazy in itself just just based upon the fact that you're still trying to hold your fan base together. Like you haven't really, you really haven't. But quit, you're not at home. But I'm saying, but you hadn't put anything out there to kind of indicate that that's what you're like. You're going in a new direction. You're removing Cliff from the situation. Next year, we're going to be doing better. I mean, like when you. The, the idea of wanting to give your fan base a little bit of hope would have been keeping Trace I'm Again, he was an eyesore in some areas, but he got better. Maybe another week in the system, he mm-hmm. gets even that much better. Um, and then he also adds a little bit with his legs. We don't even know if David can run, so that might change the narrative. Bo, did you watch any practice with David and him throwing with the reps yeah. or any ones? Or how did he look? Did he... It looks fine. Did he I like mean, he, could, did he it, has been with the team sling it? sixteen <laughs> days. No, I'm just saying, just no, arm, just d- arm present. Did I'll he like like tell he this. sling it? He, he, he had a presence if, as a
1: quarterback. If, if, if I, he, he might have the same arm strength as Colt McCoy or comparable, but as far as the stronger no, arms, as far we're as, not as the not quarterback... Gonna, I'm not hold breaking on, down. David on, on, this on this podcast. On. podcast, Frank, the legendary Frank Sanders asked me a question. You are not gonna, you're not gonna. I will not stand for David Blau scouting reports on the show because what I'm going to tell you is interesting. Is Clearly, the 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 fourth guy on this run, James Morgan, has a visibly stronger arm than David Blau, by far. And then Trace McSorley, we see on Hard Knocks, DeAndre Hopkins saying he probably has the Trace McSorley has the strongest arm Stop. on the team. Stop.
2: Mm-hmm. I can't. Sixteen okay. days. So as far as evaluation,
1: like what I—that's what I just don't understand. I'd like to, to evaluate, a evaluate my
2: co-host for breaking down David Blau on this show right now. You, I love you, you, you brother. You, you need I it. can't. We- we this need it. That's this is an important, important part of this He's conversation. He's going to be starting
0: Sunday, so they need to know at least Look both. A- both are "Giving us a, Bo's giving us a minute drill. This yeah. is this is and he's <laughs> he's giving us an update, and he has to he has to. Get
2: We're starting to the post. David Blau Sunday for Saturdays, meaning Jalen Carter so what happens? and Will Anderson. What maybe? happens if what happens after this week? Do they if they're
1: in the evaluation process? Oh, he starts in the finale. Does James Morgan start in the finale. You, you sacrifice don't you know you have David there?
2: Blau to Nick Bosa and company in San Francisco. I want to see all the third stringers and practice squad guys against San Francisco." I don't want to cross midfield that game. That's what I want to see. Find Michael Bidwell, Cliff. I see that article. All right, let's ha- let's have some fun with some CFL guys. Let's bring them in.
0: This, the, the shittery part about this is that if <laughs> watch this and I say shittery, the part about it would be
2: if I got bonuses coming up,
0: right? And oh, and you crapping on my bonuses. If 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 I need if I need eight hundred yards and you crapping right? on my bonus, that's business, why it's absurd. I, or that's the part where I start looking at. That's why I say I go back to I go back to this one no- notion. I've been on a lot of losing teams with the Cardinals, yeah. and I've never been—I've never seen this before ever. Mm-hmm. And I understand you're talking about the, the algorithms that's <laughs> out there, the numbers, the, the scouting, the technology that's there, mm-hmm. allowing the coaches or, or the general managers, as well as the owners and the fan base, to see who their potential first-round draft pick can be. Mm-hmm. You, you just that—I I, I told John I don't give a f about that. I don't because I'm playing. Right. I got to go up on Sundays, and then I got to see the other dude on the other side of the field. And he's and he's got one job. He's got one job. <laughs> one mindset. That's the break me off. <laughs> Cardinals what, update
2: with some heaters in the chat. Cardinals update saying James Morgan the drink and following up with, we're going to start Tito's next? We're going to start a little Bailey's, ba- Bailey Johnson uh, in week 17. Uh, it's, listen, anybody who that's doesn't, crazy. go ahead.
1: Now, I mean, talk about, I mean, t- with, with whatever might be on the line and how close DeAndre Hopkins, he's within striking distance for, you could say, only a handful of guys that in two games could – go from 700-plus yards to nearly 1,000. Uh, I mean, he left practice today, and according to Cliff Kingsbury, it was a little bit of a knee issue. He he warmed up with the team, went through walkthrough, did, he stretched. They broke into position groups. Guys were catching passes, warming up, wide receivers, tight ends, skill position players catching passes from David Blau and the rocket arm of James Morgan. And then DeAndre Hopkins just like walks out. off
0: the field, like talks I to a couple t- coaches. He's like, "I'm out, too. I can't take this. Shit. I'm not getting the hurt. guys. I'm not getting hurt. I'm
2: out." Gerald and company were just breaking down glass onion before the show. Anything this that. feels like a glass onion script right now. This feels <laughs> like Michael Bidwell putting a script together of, "All right, I need this to happen. We're going to do this. All right, D Hop, you're going to leave practice at this time, right? None of this is real. <laughs> None of it. Don't believe anything they're saying. The simulation's broken. That's right. However, <laughs> we will take it." We will take it here. We'll take it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Right now, the Arizona Cardinals went from a three-point dog. They are now five and a half as that number continues to grow. Good hell, we're 10 days away from Black Monday. Right now, though, it's not Black Monday on DraftKings. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code, you guessed it, PHNX. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Not the spread, mind you. At the over/under, who's going to win? Cut and dry. Get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if you win. That's promo code PHNX. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. I'm gonna. You guys think I'm in a crazy mood? Uh, DraftKings Pick of the Week. <laughs> Denver Broncos plus 12-and-a-half against Kansas City. Mm. Big emotional blowout loss on Nickelodeon. Uh, their their coach was fired. He <laughs> <You> got slimed? <laughs> he did not, but I, I, some guy from Spongebob was making fun of Russell Wilson. Ooh. I think Russ has a bounce-back game. No Nate Hackett, no Spongebob Patrick to bring him down. I think they cover 12-and-a-half, uh, um, plus 12-and-a-half. I think they have a good game. Good in the sense they lose by like a touchdown against Kansas City.
1: I got a New Year's resolution. It's just fading the Denver Broncos from here on forward. <laughs> I will not bet another game with the Broncos involved. But I do, we'll also have the resolution of drinking better beer in the New Year, and you okay. should as well. Four Peaks is here for you right in your own state. Yes. State 48, Arizona. We have Four Peaks Brewery. Of course, they've got the great food at their restaurant brewery on 8th Street in Tempe. You should go check it out. If you uh, want to just kind of try it out, Try it out. Great night to do that. Our PHNX tea party is going out January 13th at 5:30. We're hanging out, we're hitting some bombs on the course, bombs away. some lasers. I'm Frank's going to put on a long drive show. He's going to what? You're not going to do that.
2: Somebody asked me the other day who had the longest drive and I said unequivocally Frank Sanders. No doubt
1: about it. Where? Where?
0: I think of everybody
2: no, in the sorry. company. I think so. No, you. I've right.
0: never played. i never played against Saul yet. So
2: Frank plays uh, golf no way every day. That Frank doesn't drive everybody at PHNX. Frank is a
1: golf savant. I if mean, you're not making touchdowns. any money off of Frank. I mean, he's he's almost off the board as far as the long drive competition. We'll he's, find out for ourselves. You should find out as well. Great drinks from Four Peaks. Great food. We got merchandise. We got prizes. We've got a watch party for the Suns game with the PHNX Suns crew. Pre show, their post game show. It's all going to be right there. Dobson Ranch Golf Course. Hang out with us. You can reserve your spot today. Just click the link in the show notes in the description as well. Kids 10 and under. It's great family night as well. Come bring the kids, bring the fam, hang out at the PHNX Tea
2: Party with us, the PHNX Cardinals, PHNX Sports Crew. Uh, If you're hoping the Cardinals tank, that's good news. The good news keeps coming as we head toward the offseason. There was a report today, gentlemen. That Dennis Allen, I don't know if you know him, he's the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, is supposedly safe. This is from Jeff Duncan at NOLO.com. Dennis Allen is likely to stay for a second season as Saints head coach, who adds ownership and management are still behind Peyton's longtime D.C. Allen replaced Peyton in February, and while the Saints have taken a step back, Duncan does not anticipate the team making its coach a one-and-done. Both this is consistent from our guy, Nick Underhill, mm-hmm. who said he's coming back. So everybody who's trying to pin the dots, connect the dots, with old Sean Payton returning to New Orleans, take a beat, Dennis Allen, as he should be. They committed to him. He's safe for next year, which cross off another team yeah. in the Sean Payton saga and ship him to the desert, gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... It's absurd. Underhill's—it's not the worst kept secret
1: in the NFL that Sean Payton's going back. That's to work. clickbait. That, that That's was clickbait. That we was don't do Florio that here. Florio and Pro Football Talk. I don't know why he's attached himself to that, but it's just not true. And when you look at, you know, who are the favorites to land Sean Payton? You got the two LA teams. I mean, I think obviously McVay's a wild card, but I'm sure he probably doesn't want to leave on a sour note, right? Yep. And then you've got Brandon Staley and the Chargers who are going to make the playoffs, and then Dallas just won a football game, right? Dallas is looking pretty. As long as the Chargers and the Cowboys avoid just catastrophic collapses in the postseason, they're not going to be in play for Sean Payton either. So then that leaves one team, basically. The Uh, Houston Texans, right?
2: Do you have some Sean Payton-tier head coaching vacancy graphics that we got going on from earlier this week just to help out with the conversation? As I turn it over to my guy Frank. And Frank, how big of an indictment would it be for Michael Bidwell, who feels like he's got his fingers in the pie here of kind of sabotaging, I don't want to put words in anybody's mm-hmm. mouth. The end of the season, you know, David Blau starting a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now Sean Payton's options are increasingly likely that he could end up in Arizona. Like, how big is this for Michael Bidwell to get this done?
0: Well, oh, it would be it'd be one of his it'd be one of his biggest signings ever. it would be like signing JJ all over
2: again mm-hmm.
0: and, that, and bringing somebody in that can change the atmosphere <laughs> of the team change the mentality of your organization change the i change the you know the ISO that it's been for the last couple of years um, nationally because when you look at the national media they've been waiting for cliff to either become the guy that's the whipping board in regards to he has he hasn't been able to fulfill uh, the promises. He's been mm-hmm. exactly what they thought he was. He starts out fast. He ends up going. He ends up, you know, taking it or well, losing at the end of the year to, to get a coach like Sean Payton here, man. It just changed the narrative. The NFL operates off this tr- and it operates extremely well, which is expectation. When you bring somebody in that can create expectation, that can create that mentality that we're going to win, create the idea, not, not just, the, not just, the, not just the, the rah, rah, rah that you know maybe harbaugh might bring to some teams but to bring a coach in that could literally come in like and change the mentality and the culture Mm -hmm. immediately it happens fast you do that with a starting quarterback in a lot of areas sometimes and then you also do it in some scenarios man where you know you bring in certain certain free agencies and so he would be like a big a big free agency when we got deandre hopkins man what happened it was like an immediate thought that we were going to win a bunch of games. Am I wrong? Mm. Like him and him and JJ coming on, we thought we thought that was something pretty, pretty special. So, considering what we have offensively, with the players that we have offensively, whether that be young or some of the old guys we have, on the outside we have a lot of talent. And one thing that Sean knows what to do is he knows how to maximize that that talent with a skilled player.
2: If you didn't see this earlier this week, bookies.com gave us the odds to land Sean Payton. We have so many Sean Payton graphics here. Uh, (laughs) It's only right that he becomes the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, The field, I would presume, includes New Orleans. Um, Scratch them off, and then we look at the rest of those teams. The Cardinals, I would say that was plus 250 earlier this week. I I think that number's gone up a little bit. I would imagine it's probably right around plus 200 when you consider the fact that the Denver Broncos, by all accounts, are not going to be in a market for Sean Payton. L.A. and Dallas have both won. Dallas is at 12 wings for back-to-back seasons. That's the first time that's happened, I think, since their Super Bowl era when they were stacking up Lombardis. is going to hire Steve Wilks. Why would he pick Tampa Bay over the Arizona Cardinals? I, I To me, it's just the stars are aligning. The stars are aligning for this man to come to Arizona and to coach Kyler Murray. It has to feel that way,
1: right? And unless and, and they think like Mark Davis is going to pull fast one, and, can't af- and they mean, can't afford him? Well, I mean, they're cash they're, poor. There's there's always a, a, a way in the NFL. You, you have enough cash to do it. But, uh, okay, you know, ten million a season. The buyout for McDaniel's would be astronomical, and, and it's unlikely, right? And they they've already seemed like they've chosen McDaniel's over Derek Carr going forward. Yeah. They wouldn't have pretty much shut him down for the rest yeah. of the season, and pretty much guaranteed that they're going to cut him before his guarantees kick in. It, it, it's just it's silly to me to see people continue to take Arizona out of the conversation because of the dysfunction. Because everything else kind of points to them being, you know, the top one of the top suitors for Sean Payton. They just when we discuss dysfunctional,
0: but are we are we identifying it as Mike? Are we identifying it as
1: I think Steve? I think the relationship between Mike say, and Bidwell. And then, I mean, I'm sorry, Chime and Bidwell. Okay. And then and then Cliff gets kind of thrown into that as well.
0: It's just his performance alone. His performance, right. too,
2: though, is, has not been. Right. You
0: know, well, uh, here, been, here's a question in the
2: chat up. I want to get to, because it's a good question. Mr. Ranger, is there any chance he just holds off? 100%. And that's an indictment on. I mean, Adam Schefter's
1: reports that he's so interested in returning that he's already putting
2: together his coaching staff.
1: You think he's going to say, "Hey, hold off, Vic Fangio. We're going to wait another
2: calendar year and come back." If he does not like what's presented to him in in terms of availability, if he meets with Michael Bidwell and he's turned off, right? And the fact that these other jobs—Houston, Indy—with no solution, like, did he start to put together his staff? because he assumed Brandon Staley was going to get fired, that he assumed Mike McCarthy is going to get fired, that Sean McVay is stepping away. Those options are dwindling. They are almost at kaput. We got a Charger fan in our office telling us today, playoffs, baby. Everybody in, in L.A. is excited about the Chargers. I'm not firing Brandon Staley. Everybody in L.A. Well, the char- the seven Charger fans that are there. <laughs> the Spanos family is one of the cheapest organizations in all of pro sports. You think they're going to cut bait like on want His dad
1: didn't
2: want him to go that right, Like, Right, and, and have they been better run from a personnel standpoint than the Cardinals? Absolutely. They got a better mm-hmm. roster. They got a better quarterback right now. Brandon Saley's defense is humming. Mike McCarthy keeps winning games. He won games earlier this year without Dak Prescott. Their offense is immense. Look what they did against Philadelphia's defense last weekend. You we just have to take all of this at face value. If Sean Payton doesn't want... To come to the Arizona Cardinals, we will know about it. And it will be evident. And it will be an indictment, bow on the Bidwell family. And that's going to hurt because the stars align. You look at the team, the staff, the personnel, the location, the division now, which is in flux and in transition, where the location of the team is, the resources now. It should add up to Sean Payton in January having an introductory press conference with this franchise. I know people are like, we're getting burned again. We're getting our hopes up. Mm-hmm. I, I think, to, to Frank's point, to people in the chat, I think it's either he becomes the Cardinal head coach or he doesn't coach next year. That's what it feels like to me.
0: I'd be surprised. I, I would look at, to me, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm going back to something that happened with Gruden. When Gruden left Oakland, he went to Tampa and he, mm-hmm. and he won a championship. And it was like he walked right into a situation that was already there. Yeah. And so is the Arizona Cardinals situation already there? Mm. Or do I have to develop it and create it and cause it and 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 petition for it? Or do I walk in with a quarterback already ready to go? I got receivers. I got a system. I got an organization that's, that mentality is ready to go. And I think that's when Gruden walked into Tampa, it was ready to go. It was, right. it was ready to go. And I'm wondering, when you look at Sean, he, wherever he goes, he has to come back and he has to be a savior. And he has to be
2: the guy that literally- He's done that changed. once already before. He knows how to do it. And I think he relishes- building up cultures, and I told Bo this off-air, okay. Frank, it means more to go somewhere that's never won before, like in New Orleans, like in Arizona, than it does to go stack trophies in a Dallas, right? I, the Chargers haven't won anything, but that fan base in L.A. isn't starved for a championship. We're starved for a title mm-hmm. here in Arizona, yeah. and it's queued up for you to come here and become the best coach in this franchise's history. Are you ever going to be better than Don Coryell in L.A.? We don't know that with the Chargers, but I... It, tell me right now what team you feel like has better odds than the Cardinals. You can't. You just can't.
1: See Cardinals update saying Fanduel, and I saw this somebody tagged me. It was probably our guy White NFL on uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. saying that you know he was on McAfee put up the Fanduel odds that it was plus two thousand. I mean we're DraftKings around here anyway, so yes, we don't correct. mess around with Fanduel. No, we do not. And also you have to take in consideration like the the Colts fan base is is rabid. Like they, they would they would want to rally. Their team, they would probably say, hey, "Why not? Why not us?" And they see plus five hundred, and they throw some shekels down on to where maybe Cardinals fans scoring fan everybody ba- in the yeah. chat scoring. Fan base is a little less apt to throw some cash, so they have to incentivize you. So like p- plus two thousand, they prop. That's probably the bet there. But as far as where he'll truly go, I mean, you just have to you have to connect the dots. You have mm-hmm. to read the tea leaves, and it just it doesn't the last month shouldn't change how you perceive this organization. As far as I, I know that dysfunction it stinks, but as far as his relationship with Bidwill, and it's there, it's documented. And then his thoughts on Murray and they might've changed or whatever, but I think he still believes he's a talented quarterback. Yeah. And, and the pieces in place, I, I do believe it's different Frank than the Gruden situation because he went from two, two teams that were ready to compete right mm-hmm. then That's instead of, you know, I mean, Tony Dungy seemed to have a glass ceiling there in Tampa, and they kind of hit that before they moved on from him, and Gruden goes there to Tampa Bay and wins the Super Bowl against his old team. You know, it's a little bit different.
2: There's a lot of work to be done, but there's also the pieces in place to where you can expedite that. And you, you have to look at where the team is going to be in January compared to where they are right now in a month's time. The season will be over, thank God. They will have a fourth-place schedule. They will have a top-five draft pick. They will have roster and cap flexibility. They'll be able to move on and off of guys at the drop of a hat, right? Their only major contracts are two younger guys. They don't have a bunch of old players under, under contract. They are set up next year with the right coach to compete, assuming Kyler Murray, the biggest that's the biggest caveat to all this. But if you're a Kyler Murray guy before the ACL, you should be a Kyler Murray guy after the ACL, he did not blow out his Achilles and his MCL and his ACL. He, he's projected to come back shortly after the start of the regular season. So if you can bail water with a Jameis Winston for the month of September and, and win a couple games and then K-1 comes back, you're mm-hmm. rocking and rolling because the situation will look immensely different this time next year. I really believe that no matter who's coaching this team. But you look at Denver. Their their cash is tied up in Russell. Their draft picks are tied up in Russell. Indy has no heir apparent at quarterback. New Orleans doesn't have a first-round pick. They're aging out. They're losing guys like Michael Thomas and Kamara. The Cardinals... 50-plus million dollars in cash debt. Or cap debt. Strip away the off-the-field... Who, who, the Saints. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Strip away, Frank, the off-the-field issues, and they're immense with the Cardinals. Uh-huh. You fire everybody, that's over. That's done. Michael says, no, you're in charge. You get Jeff Ireland, whomever you want to be the GM... You're good to go. Yeah. That's not going to fall. times, incidents, whatever it is, and everything that's happened with the with the coaching staff, which is egregious. That doesn't follow Sean Payton here. That's over. You move on. You start a new era, a new regime, which is what we all desperately want, Frank. It,
0: it will change the atmosphere. I know it. I mean, it changed the excitement in the valley. Um, it will change the, again the national media conversation. But more importantly, it also it, it will excite the guys that are that are free agents because they know what kind of coach they're mm-hmm. getting. I you know the expectation of what would be taking place here, and like you always say, how how do you not want to play in Arizona? The weather's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, JJ Watt it's, it's came 60 here, sixty degrees right now. It's snowing every place else around the planet, uh, but it would change immensely Michael's situation. Yeah, but that's the part, man. We could we. There's many times when I think we could have done that before, and he hasn't done that for sure. And mm-hmm. he's and he's stayed close to the vest and stayed in that comfort zone of keeping guys that were that probably were past their time. I hope we don't have that situation. This season with all the hype that could have been there and when you look at our schedule having the Super Bowl here having the opportunity to play the Super Bowl here mm-hmm. having the players that you had without again the offseason was a debacle but getting into the season knowing you were playing some of the top tier teams having a chance to beat those teams and not necessarily coming with all the wins yeah. and then after that it just it got ugly and it got uglier and now it's ugly you need you need to you need to rebrand what we got going on right yeah. now and unfortunately, that, that will come at you know, maybe the chopping block, of cl- cliff,
1: and kind. You know, the fan base deserves Sean Payton, correct? Right? I don't know if the organization necessarily deserves him, right? <laughs> Probably not. You know, not not at I, this point, I, I, well, I, and and what you described, based I mean,
0: upon the fact that you said that, I agree
1: because was not there. You don't have tenure.
0: Right. They're not like guys that's been there twelve and fifteen years trying to figure it out and get it together. Maybe Buddha.
1: And they continue to like kind of turn a blind eye to to people doing stuff that they, they shouldn't be doing and, and maybe not uh and, in empowering guys that probably shouldn't have been empowered and, and guys that were continually making the same mistakes over and over again. The the definition of insanity, but this, this fan base, let me I just want to talk to this fan base real quick. You guys you guys deserve nice things. You do. You deserve nice things. He's
2: right. We do. Yes, the, yes, yes they do. do. We do. We're all
1: fans I together I deserve here. nice we, things, just, man. I've been here sucking to, this
0: up, man. When you have me.
1: a few cocktails in you tomorrow before the ball drops, and you just yeah, I want just, you to look at yourself in the mirror during a bathroom break and say, hey, I deserve
2: nice you things don't, as a fan of the Arizona Cardinals. You don't deserve one home win in 15 months. <laughs> you don't deserve Steve Kimes' draft record. You deserve greatness, and speaking of greatness, you can get greatness right now on the Underdog Fantasy app. Let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy. It does fantasy sports differently. If you're like myself, Bull Brock, year-long fantasy is just not our bag, right? Our teams have been out of it. They suck, but daily fantasy on Underdog Fantasy is where it's at. If you want to put your sorrows behind you, 24 hours later, you're dabbling again, whether it be on NBA, NFL. Right now, you can draft up to five Against five of your buddies, six NBA players, no positional limits. You can go nuts on Underdog Fantasy. All you got to do is UnderdogFantasy.com. Download the app. Deposit up to 100 bucks. Get 100 bucks matched, risk-free right now. What are people saying in the chat? That are people. <laughs> people, people. We people. A broken bone? broken. <laughs>
1: Tank is holy really it's, it's part of it. It's part of the solution. Of the in- embrace the oh, no, tank.
2: <laughs> embrace Underdog Fantasy. I'm not tanking my funds on Underdog Fantasy, but I, I can't embrace the tank with the Arizona Cardinals. Again,
0: oh, <laughs> download
2: the Underdog Fantasy app, get in on the action, get that free hundy promo code PHN Expo. Another thing
1: you guys deserve is some great furniture. Do you see us sitting on these swaggy chairs? They're oh. beautiful, they're comfortable. Everything you would want, probably for your living room. We also got great stuff for your dining room, your bedroom. More Furniture is going to hook you up. Great things, all at More Furniture, all their stores around the valley, and you can find out more online, morefurniture.com. You got the uh, white glove delivery where they're going to just deliver it right to your house. And I'm just going to drop it on your doorstep and say, hey, you take it from here. No, <laughs> they go, they deliver it, and they put it right where you want it. And you can be, You can be Karen. You can say, hey, excuse me, sir, I'd actually like it. Move just 50 degrees this hey, way. Hey, my mother-in-law's yeah, name is Karen. exactly. Hey, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Threw me for a loop. Wasn't expecting that one. But yes, the white glove delivery, will put. they'll put your furniture wherever you or your mother-in-law, Karen, would like that furniture, that bed set up, that chair set up, that couch set up. Check them out. Morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R-Furniture.com. You got that free white delivery. We've successfully made it out through of those the free. first oh. year. It's a minimum purchase of uh, just under two thousand bucks
2: in nineteen. Sorry about that. She's lovely. You're good. Um, yeah, I'm sure. She puts oh. the other Karen's to shame. Um, <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. Draft talk time. I don't know if you know this or not. The Cardinals, according to the fine folks at ESPN, have a two percent chance to get that sweet, sweet number one overall pick. Does FanDuel say that's bullshit too. Yeah. <laughs> <they're... laughs> Those assholes. All right. Number one overall pick. If they lose out, the Texans, Bears, and Broncos— or Texans and Bears got to win twice. Broncos just got to win once. I don't think anybody of us feel like the Cardinals are going to get the number one overall pick. Yeah. But I think there's a chance Justin Fields can pull a Hail Mary play at Detroit this weekend. At old Ford Field, Cardinals could be sitting pretty with a top three pick. And the question I want to pose to you, gentlemen— Ahead of a robust weekend of college football with the premium prospects on display. Are you a Jalen Carter guy, defensive tackle, Georgia, or are you a Will Anderson guy, outside linebacker, pass rusher, Alabama? I'll start with you. Going with the big man in the middle. Give me Jalen Carter. You got uh JJ Watt. He's
1: moving on with his career. He plays a little bit inside sometimes for the Arizona Cardinals. You you it's been a spot that's been a question mark for far too long. Yep. Lucky 4 and and Rashard Lawrence, two guys that haven't hit for whatever reason. Lawrence, more injury, foe 2, more, less impact on the playing field. If you could get a guy in the middle and just be a complete game wrecker, I'm not saying he's going to be Aaron Donald. You can't project that type of uh, player coming out of the draft. But if you can get a guy like Jalen Carter to help sure up your run defense, to create pass rush lanes for edge guys, I think you could supplement the pass rush later in the draft potentially, or via free agency or trade. Yep. And, and he's he's just just and he has the edge a little bit over a guy like Will Anderson. Yeah, I'm
0: going Cardi easily. Uh, just not only the biggest purpose of that is not he's just going to free up a lot of lot of lot of lanes for Zayvon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when you want to you want to create blitzes that where your your Mike linebacker can run through, you need you need a big D tackle. You need another guard, some guy that can kind of hold up on two linemen and. and and embrace the challenge of that. Um, but yeah, I gotta go D tackle. We need it. Our running our running off our running defense has, has absolutely sucked over the last couple of years, and it has not been able we have not been able to get any pressure pretty much on the quarterback except through one player. And that's JJ Orr back in the days when we had when we had a guy. Chandler you know, Jones. Chandler Jones. So, Zach yeah, Allen going defense.
1: Yeah, I think I saw that Darren Urban talked to uh Adrian Wilson and they want to prioritize mm-hmm. keeping some of these guys in Zach Allen, Byron Murphy, that there's ongoing discussions, they're fluid. According yeah. to a Dub, if you can, I'd love to couple Zach Allen. That's what I'm saying, John. I know you get a little
2: uneasy. Let's re-sign all the players that are not helping this team. Zach
1: Allen is a baller.
2: Yeah, he's I- a nice NFL starter. He's not a baller. He is a he's a above-average player. Good. They don't have a lot of those. That's fine. I mean, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm pro bringing you're him four back. four eleven, <laughs> but you can't look at a team that is four and eleven and routes of four and thirteen, and that has the 32nd ranked defense in the NFL and say, is anybody really untouchable outside of Buda Baker? No, I, but we, if
1: you can bring back Zach Allen on a reasonable deal, he right, yeah, sure. will take it. Right. But you would, you rather,
2: would you rather, would you rather reinvest in the Duran Payne? Maybe if I'm going to take my money to Zach, you're Allen like the meme say, where the guy's making a deal. That's yeah. right. <laughs> like, Hey, let's not, let's not overvalue our own. We've undervalued our own and Hassan Reddick. It's bit us in the ass, but does Zach Allen, who's not been able to stay healthy, go somewhere and blow up? maybe, <laughs> Maybe, but I'm with you, gentlemen. Jalen Carter is the pick. This has been the unicorn, the white whale for this franchise since they have lost Calais Campbell. They have not replicated this position. It's why they tried to assign free agents alike. Robert Kimdichie, that was a disaster. Passing on Chris Jones, who they also like, which is just a knife to the heart. Jalen Carter is the kind of disruptive defensive tackle that can get you 8-10 to sacks. And I love Will Anderson. And if that's the consolation prize, we will do celebratory backflips in the studio on draft night. But you can get... All right, you can get (laughs) pass rushers every year. Unicorn disrupting pass rushing D tackles that are built like him, that dominate, that are blue chip. They don't come along all that often. So I think the consensus on the Twitter streets in our chat, gentlemen, Mm -hmm. is like 60-40 Jalen. But again, I like what I've seen from Will Anderson, who he's not playing in the Final Four. Guess what? He's playing in his bowl game. I like that for Alabama. Look, he, he is a specimen. He yeah. he brings mm-hmm. a lot to the table. <clears throat> you, it's hard
0: to, I mean, if, if you can go back and look at the last four years of just the edge rushes that have, that have just totally dominated NFL, you need that. Mm-hmm. And if you if, if we can't get big guy up front, JC, then we'll, I mean, I have no problem taking with Anderson either because they both they both are, are they both wreck they both bring problems to an offense. Yep. So, no matter how you look at it from the inside or the outside, but like like that would be. We need we need we need somebody else on the edge. If we're going to lose JJ on, on that side, yep. But I mean, you can't. We could take we can move guys around. But I, I'm I'm a fan of Big Card. I think we need somebody. You you absolutely hit it on the point to replace Clovis uh, Calais, and we have not done that at all. Yep. That would be absolutely helpful to us.
2: Well, you mentioned it, Frank. They're just they're too soft in run defense. And I'll, I'll be be honest with you, that's with Zach Allen, and JJ Watt. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just need change for the sake of change. Mm-hmm. You need some new blood. You need some new life. Uh, where we're not going to be getting much change. Uh, and this is a sad story I want to pivot to quickly. Gentlemen, I don't know if you've seen this or not. My hometown, Maricopa, Arizona, it is unfortunate. We will not be getting the chilies after oh, all. No. Major restaurant, according to maricopa.com. T's and peas. We're not getting our chilies. We might get Jalen Carter, but Maricopa <laughs> is not getting our blue chip restaurant. <laughs> no awesome blossom for me, no butter maple blondie for me. No... No baby back ribs? <laughs> no chicken crispers? Honey Chipotle chicken crispers? No. I'm... Why <clears throat> Maricopa.com? Why are we not getting our chilies? Native, Native is making too much bread. I man. guess. The, the politics... I don't get my baby back, baby <laughs> back, ribs. No. Chilies. Pour, pour, <laughs> it. Don't <get> it. pour <laughs> one out for <laughs> Trace McStory starting this weekend. Man. Pour one out for the Maricopa chilies that is Put not to your be. your chilies margarita? Can't, I came can't and looked my dad in the eye. I told him, hey dad, we're getting the chilies. And he's like, I like their steamed broccoli. And I said, now it's not going to happen. All right, let's talk about something better. Go to gophnx.com, become a diehard. Check out the tremendous work of the Phnx beat writer Howard Balzer. Slam that promo code H O W A R D. Become a diehard. Get exclusive content access to the member Discord. Come yell at Bo and I on a regular basis. It's a lot of fun, I promise. And most importantly, get discounts off of events like our Four Peaks event on January 13th. You're going to love to see that. We'd love to see you on the PHNX halftime and post-game show. I promise, guys, we're going to make it fun till we get through the schlog of the rest of the season. Won't we, Bo? Yeah, I, I figured it out, though. I think Maricopa, they're, they're tanking, right? Are they holding out for a better restaurant? Are they tanking? Are they starting their
1: David Blount? They, they are <laughs> not the Garden, that. probably, that's, they can get more work hey, out of the salad. Unlimited other the breadsticks and, and salad. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's I probably, think yeah, that sound right. like the Next Door app. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> we need an olive garden. Yeah, we need
0: the Fazoli's. Yeah, you need something where you can or uh, uh, <laughs> what do you, you a, call that? Salad and go.
2: Probably You need a
1: couple salad and goes.
2: There are there. some Karens on the Next Door app. Let me are you them. are, are you as big up. on Next Door as you are on Twitter? No. No, my wife's on next door, and <laughs> she might have gotten blocked. I don't know. They're just We're we're, try, we're trying to ingratiate some culture in Maricopa, and these people aren't having it, so help us. I don't know the mayor. Help us subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're going to have a banger of a weekend. Yeah. We are just 10 days away from Black Monday. We feel like somehow, someway, the final days of the Kime-Cliff-Kingsbury experience era, and then we start anew. Is that with Sean Payton? Is that with somebody like Jim Harbaugh? We will find out, but you got to find out by keeping it locked in. PHNX Sports on YouTube for the great Frank Sanders. Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you this Sunday.